0: Church, it's great to be speaking on what is Easter Sunday, what is Resurrection Sunday. I have I have the unfortunate privilege of following Ben White from Friday night, so I'll try my best to do as well as Ben did. But um, do you know what? It's just so exciting to be speaking today of all days, because do you know what, church? It's just a good news kind of day, isn't it? It's just a good news sort of day, and the song that we've just been singing once and for all. What else could have done that but the resurrection? Do you know what? I've um, I've spoke at Easter Sunday the last few years and sort of as I was preparing, I was thinking, I've already preached two of these sort of messages. What else do I have to say? And I just felt the Spirit come upon me. And do you know what? This is the pillar of our salvation church. This is all that we are, all that we have. And it's found in this one day of remembrance, Easter Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday. Do you know what? what? There's this, there's this verse that's found in First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. And it's something that we can trust. It's something that we can accept. It's something that we can hold on to. And how do I know that? Well, because the verse literally says it. It says the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Church, everything that you need to know about why we celebrate today, why we come to church today why we even have the opportunity to do this it's right there this is why it's a good news kind of day it's there in that verse Christ Jesus the son of God who is the creator of the universe he came into the world to save sinners because church we had something that we needed saving from he wanted to save those who had fallen short to save those who had no way to the father and by the way that was everybody he wanted to see those who had no way to the father this verse it gets to the heart of the resurrection the purpose of God's son coming to earth church it wasn't to make us feel good although praise God that it does doesn't it Do you know what? It wasn't to make us feel good necessarily. It wasn't to make our lives any easier when things get hard. But again, praise God for his grace that it does indeed make our lives easier when things get hard. But you know what? He came. And the resurrection, the purpose of God sending his son to earth, he came to save. Church, we had something that we needed saving from. But as the song we just sang said, sin had left its mark on us, but grace appeared in our defense, church. Grace appeared in our defense in the form of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God for the ultimate defense today, church. If something is against you, then I pray, that the Lord is for you because, church, we don't have a better defense than that. That is everything. That is our salvation. We have a solid defense. Victory flows through our veins, church. All we do is win because Christ has already won on the cross. Our victory is secure. You see, even when we feel like it's the final minute, even when we feel like we are defeated, church, it's a good news kind of day. We are moving forward praise God you know it's no good singing it if we don't believe it so come on his word has the final say his word on the cross he says it is finished Christ would have the final say but you know the only thing that was finished was sin's hold on our lives that chain is broken and whom the Son sets free is free indeed, church, amen. We worship a good God, and today is a good news kind of day. Do you know what? I just, When I was preparing this message, I just thought, Do you know what, I'm so actually fed up of bad news. I feel like it's all we've had for the last year and a bit. It just feels like bad news, and I'm just, I don't know about you, but I'm just sick to the back teeth of it. At the beginning of March, the Northern Ireland executive, they, they announced this thing. Which was called their lockdown roadmap. And do you know what they titled it? They titled it Moving Forward. <laughs> Moving Forward, the executive's pathway out of restriction. And church, we aren't getting political today. I'm not here to break down their roadmap, break down their pathway out of restrictions. All I want to do is share with you about how the worst lockdown in the history of mankind was ended by Jesus Christ on the cross. And ever since, us believers have always been moving forward. We don't need anybody to give us a roadmap. Our roadmap was written in eternity, church. Praise God. You see, there was a time when we were locked down by sin. There wasn't multiple pathways that granted an eventual release. There wasn't, you do this and then this will happen. There wasn't relief and then restriction. There wasn't relief and then restriction. No, there was one way, once and for all. And praise God that our roadmap was written in eternity, church. If you want your fill of bad news, I'm sorry, you're not getting it today. Turn on BBC tomorrow, make Monday, feel like a Monday. But today is a good news kind of day. It's Resurrection Sunday, church. And we are moving forward, lives. Lockdown has already been lifted. Praise God, church. Praise God. Church, we're going to read from God's word. We're going to go to Luke chapter 24, and I'm going to read, as you can see, quite a lot of verses, but um, I just want you to get the picture of this full story because it's important um, about what we're, sh- what we're looking at today. So it says in Luke chapter 24, beginning of verse 13, that very day, And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people and how our chief of priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some of our women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not, when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem and they found the eleven. And those who were with them gathered together saying, the Lord has risen Indeed. And he has appeared to Simon. Church, just let us pray as we begin to dive into God's word. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for bringing to our remembrance what you have done through your son on the cross. And as we begin to study your word together, God, would you open our eyes? Would you reveal to us what it is you have for us, God? We thank you, Lord, that we are in a privileged position because we are found at your feet, at the foot of the cross, as your children. So, Lord, we say thank you for a gathering of your people in this place today. It's in your son's holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, we read this story, and just to offer some context, if you didn't already know, we read this story, and it's Sunday. We know Jesus died on the Friday, which we now call Good Friday. But, what ha- but, what, but when it happened, what it was like, it probably wasn't a very good Friday. See, they didn't, they didn't have Sunday just yet, but what they did have was a promise But yeah, Good Friday that we have now, for them, it didn't feel like such a good day. They couldn't see the end of the road and all they knew was that their hope had died on the cross. Before the story we have just read, it tells us the first people who went to Jesus' tomb were the women who followed him. So as as the as the story read, they were talking about the women who had went to the tomb. They were the first ones. They were the first ones to discover that the tomb was empty. The book of John tells us that Mary Magdalene was the first person to see the open tomb. And then she was commissioned by the angel. She was commissioned to go and tell. And that's exactly what she did. And we know that because fast forward to this story. And we read two guys who had heard the story that Mary had to tell. So they knew the story because Mary had done what she was commissioned to do, which was to go and tell. And so these two guys we read of—they were followers of Jesus—and they were making a seven-mile journey from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They're walking and talking, and the next thing, Jesus walks right up to them, and he keeps their eyes from recognizing him, but. Jesus asked them what they're talking about. And then this unbelievable conversation proceeds because they start to tell Jesus about Jesus, not knowing that they're talking to Jesus. You see, they'd heard reports about the resurrection of Jesus, but they just doubted what they had heard because they didn't see Jesus for themselves. From what we read in the chapter, it just seems like these two guys are feeling pretty dejected. Do you know what, church? If it was me, the the start of the story tells us that they had a seven-mile walk. They were going from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Church, let me tell you, if I had a seven-mile dander ahead of me, that would be enough to put me in a bad mood, never mind what they had gone through. I actually looked it up. Seven miles from here... Is Hollywood Church? I like Seapark. I don't like it that much. If you're heading the other direction, if you're going the other direction seven miles, then you'll hit Lockshore at Jordanstown. Again, Church Maud's is good, but it's just not a seven-mile walk. Good. Listen, these guys are doing a seven-mile journey, and it does. It seems pretty long to us, and I'm sure how they felt just made it feel that so much longer. I'm sure how they were feeling, the weight that they were carrying, it just made every step a lot heavier. And in verse 17, it says this. It says, what is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And it tells us, they stood still, looking sad. This was their response to the question that they had been asked. It says, they stood still. They stopped not only because they felt sad, but because their hearts were heavy. You see, the journey that they were making was made with, without hope. And so the journey just felt so much longer. It just, they, they were asked a question, and even the simplest of questions, what are you two talking about? And they just stop. And they stand still. And it says they looked sad. And you know what? We get a pretty good idea of how they're feeling. Because it says in verse 21, we hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. You know, church, that word hoped gives us a key indicator about how they are feeling. It says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, hope deferred. Makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, they stop because they're dejected, and how they feel is actually making their journey longer. But, you know, often, church, we we use this phrase. We say that we are sick to our stomachs. Could you imagine being sick to your heart? Because that is the state of their hearts as they walk. They have no hope. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. As far as they were concerned, their hope was gone. And verse 25, he said to them, O oh foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. You know, they tell Jesus how they're feeling, and here's Christ's response to how they're feeling. Only Christ could get away with this only Christ could get away with this. See, these guys had forgotten what they had been told. And he's just saying, guys, come on. Remember. Remember what you've been told. Remember what you've read. Remember what you know. Because you see, as we make these journeys in life, and when we forget what our hope is... When we forget what we've been told, when we forget what we know, then the journey will feel longer. We carry a weight. Christ is saying to these guys, come on, believe all that the prophets have spoken. Believe all that they have told you. Our journey is so often made longer by us. But church, as I said at the start, This is a good news kind of day. And here's the truth that we need to keep moving forward. Church, can I encourage you? As long as we have God, we have hope. You see, our hope isn't still buried in a tomb our hope isn't deferred church our hope is risen our hope is alive our hope has a name and his name is Jesus you know I don't know what the rest of the world do that don't identify as children of God but church our hope has a literal name and our hope rose from the dead do you know what the reality of the situation with these two guys is what they thought was happening and what was happening in reality. It was two different things. You see, they thought that they were walking without hope. In reality, their hope was walking with them. Their hope was moving forward with them. They thought that they were walking in defeat. In reality, church, they were moving forward in victory. You know, they thought they would never see Jesus again. In reality, with every step that those two men took as long as they took those steps they were one step closer to seeing their savior what they thought and what was in reality were two different things with every step with every word they were moving forward the reality of their salvation was on the journey he was there with them He was moving forward with them, but he was also waiting for them when they reached their destination. Church, can I encourage you again? You're not on the journey to God. You're on the journey with God. Because not only... With every step that they took, were they getting a step closer to meeting their Savior? Their Savior also walked with them. You see, their Savior was behind them at the cross. Their Savior was with them on their journey, and their Savior was waiting to meet them at their destination. Church, with every step that we take, we are moving forward. We live in the victory of the cross. This is Resurrection Sunday and we worship a saviour who's alive church can I encourage you this is a good news kind of day God has not just laid out your path he walks it with you with every difficult step you take even if it is a tough step you know some days we move slower than others but just keep moving forward because as long as you're moving forward every step you take you're closer to seeing your saviour. Church, there's an incredible verse in Hebrews ten twenty three. A lot of us will know this, but it says, let us hold unswervingly. Other versions will say, let us hold without doubt. To the hope we profess, he who promised is faithful. Thank you, Lord. you know, church, only the two men saw their faith and it caused them once the two men saw their faith it caused them to go and tell as I said at the start. Mary she she went to the tomb. She was given a commission and she went to tell. Once the two men saw their faith in Christ, once they saw Jesus, their faith it causes them to go and tell. And how do I know this? It says they rise that CMR and returned to Jerusalem. You know, the crazy thing about this was it was nighttime. So, we're talking about the context of the story. And earlier in the story, we actually read that Jesus is going to go farther. Well, he makes it seem as if he's going farther. He's going to leave them. But they told him, No, you need to stay. You have to stay with us because it's evening. And back then, evening travel wasn't a thing, there's no street lights. There's nothing to keep you safe. And, you know, they, they, they were actually inviting Jesus to stay with them because it wasn't safe to travel at night. So they say to, they say to what at the time is a stranger, come and stay with us. That's what they thought about traveling at this time. You can't travel at this time. But that CMR. they went back to Jerusalem. And why did they do that? Well, they found the eleven. And those who were with them together sang, The Lord has risen indeed. You see, because they knew that Jesus was alive now, Now what they had to do was they had to go and tell. So do you know what? Their journey ahead might have seemed uncertain. And again, with every step that they took, they might have not overly understood what they were doing. It might have seemed like they were walking in dangerous territory. Church, can I encourage you? They were walking in victory. They had saw their Savior. And what does that make them do? It's a go and tell sort of salvation church and why is that because it's a good news kind of day we have good news to share I read this incredible quote as I was studying and with this I finish it's from Charles Spurgeon. it says, I would sooner bring one sinner to Jesus than unravel all the mysteries of the divine word. For salvation is the one thing that we are to live for. Do you know, church, I love studying the word and I encourage you to get into the word. We do that every Sunday. We love God's word. We encourage you to dive deep into his word. But church, you know that Jesus is real. So, you can read all of this and you can study all of this. Church, your mission is to go and tell. Don't keep this to yourself. The more that you understand, the more that you know that other people need to know this too. You know, Jesus is alive. So, church, you are commissioned just as they were commissioned, just as Mary was commissioned. Church, it's Resurrection Sunday, it's Easter Sunday. Our hope is alive. His need. As is Jesus and church, this is a go and tell kind of day. It's a good news kind of day. So don't leave this place. Don't leave this place without knowing the truth that has been given to you today. And when you leave, can I encourage you? It's the right kind of day. Go and tell. You have been commissioned. God's word is final, and church, because of Jesus leaving the tomb, we too are moving forward.